morning. What a beautiful morning it is, gosh. This Sunday, we begin three weeks of walking through this eighth chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans. It's the only letter Paul wrote to a community he had not yet visited. It's considered to be his best thinking on salvation and faith. It's this week we hear Paul speak of the difference between flesh and spirit. But unfortunately, the translation of the Greek word sarx to mean flesh or body has kind of given us a false sense of what Paul was really talking about. Paul never intended for people to feel that their bodies were bad. After all, God took on a human body in Jesus. Rather, sarx carried a different connotation in the first century. What Paul was talking about was our trap cells, our small cells, or what some like Thomas Merton would call our false self. The flesh Paul was speaking about means human nature that is self-centered rather than God-centered. Conversely, Paul uses the word spirit and speaks of the whole self, the true self, human nature that is God-centered rather than self-centered. Once a soldier who persecuted Christians, after his conversion, Paul's eyes were opened to this paradox of life, which is filled with both ands versus either ors. That life is law and grace, faith and works, Jews and Greeks, male and female. And what we heard in today's reading, flesh, or a word closer to what Paul was referring to, ego and spirit. For many of us, we'd rather live in a black and white world where we don't have to wrestle with those paradoxes, where we pick one side and we live in a fight or flight mentality. Reason being is because we're considered to be people focused on performance that feeds our self-being, our sarks, our flesh. For our ego loves the performance game. My house is bigger, my kid is smarter, my job is better. A world where I follow all the laws, I go to church every Sunday, I vote for the right candidate, and whatever else is in your mind that justifies who you think you are and what you think earns you a place in salvation. By taking a Sark's position and judging people according to your standards and your measurements and your guidelines, You inherently believe that just about everyone else is doing it wrong. Psychologist and bestseller author Debbie Ford writes in her book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, most of us long to experience peace of mind, which is a task that calls for nothing less than embracing the totality of our being. Discovering the gifts of even our most hated qualities is a creative process that needs only a deep desire to listen and to learn, a willingness to release dysfunctional judgments and beliefs. Your true self makes no judgments. Only our fear-driven egos use judgments to protect us, which ironically prevents us from knowing who we are. We must be prepared to love all that we have feared. And the reason for this is that God's love for us has nothing to do with our performance. Nothing. 
As Paul writes later in to the Romans, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Anguish, distress, persecution, nakedness, peril of death. He goes on to say that neither death, nor life, nor angels, principalities, present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ. So Paul's point and question for us in today's second reading is this. While recognizing we do need to take care of ourselves, are we too preoccupied with only ourselves, our sarks, our flesh? Or is our focus on caring, in other words, our spirit, our love for others and for God? Do we live a life that's community-centered? Catholic activist and actor Ramon Estevez, better known as Martin Sheen, said in a recent interview with Krista Tibbet, Piety is the road, not the destination. If piety leaves you to a form of personal acceptance to a higher power, then it has its purpose, but it has to be discarded in the larger picture in favor of the community. Piety is something we need to do alone. True spirituality is mainly achieved when we are in communion with those around us. But what does that communion look like? Look around. Indeed, we're all in this together. Our lives are divinely interconnected with each other. It's one reason why we come here each weekend, to be in communion and community with and for each other in order that we move away from our self-center focus and move towards a childlike love for others. The kind of love that allows us to stand in a different place and looking at each other with and the world with the eyes of a young child. Christianity is meant to be a loving way to live now. It's not just a system of beliefs and requirements that we hope will earn us later reward in heaven. This is what Matthew was speaking about in today's gospel when he says, Come to me all who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. He invites us to take up my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. See, the burden he was referring to were the Judaic laws in Leviticus. The Pharisees regarded the spirituality of the people of the land to be inferior, as they were thought to be incapable of following the strict commands of that oral interpretation of the law. The rabbis of the day referred to the Torah as the yoke. So Jesus invited the people to put down the burden of that yoke, instead take up the easier yoke, which he offers. A yoke that's focused on knowing and loving Christ and on loving others. A yoke of meekness and humbleness. The love we long for is knowing that we are loved despite ourselves. Learning to love is a lifelong project of accepting our own messy realities, our own humanness, and moving away from our flesh and our ego. See, once we embrace that, we see all others differently, and in turn, they see us differently too. 
For if you love anyone, then you've already learned to accept them, despite their faults. So as you leave today, be willing to take up the yoke which Christ offers. Be easy on yourself. Be available to others. Take up this invitation by God to participate in the process of spiritual growth by going out of your way for somebody else, for each other, for your own sake, and in doing so, find the much-needed rest that you seek in Christ.